This evening uh, is going to be a little bit different maybe than what uh, normally we typically do with just a, a praise and worship session. We're hoping to be able to talk with you guys a little bit about praise and worship and what that really means, how that can look in our lives while we also do a little bit of praise and worship. So do you guys, you guys have enjoyed the worship sessions here at CMU so far? I tell you, um, the, feeling, the feeling with Ashley and I is extremely mutual. Um, I love being able to come up here and be encouraged as we sing songs to our Father in Heaven while also out in the crowd looking at the family and my friends that I get to be with. And I know that you guys are working hard uh, in, in the areas and the ministries where you guys are working at and the campuses that you're working at. And then whenever we're able to bring, bring it all together and we're able to praise and worship our Father in Heaven, it's even better. It's like an, that's that opportunity to bring ourselves to the throne of God. So... What we wanted to talk with you guys a little bit tonight was just some of our thoughts um, in regards to worship and how sometimes we can do really well at worshiping God and sometimes we can do not so well at worshiping God. And specifically whenever we're talking about worshiping God, guys, that, like kind of what Robert said last night or yesterday, it, worshiping God is not just standing here singing, clapping our hands, praising God in songs, Right? It encompasses many aspects of our life, but what we're going to focus in tonight is specifically about singing those songs and worshiping to him and how it's really important to do so. Which is really exciting for me because I don't know about you guys, but I just love music in general. Um, anybody just music lovers? That's, yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, so for me, getting the opportunity to just kind of talk about something I in general just love, and then on top of it, something that has time and time again pulled me through. Um, you know, in my relationship with God and with others, it's honoring to be able to do that with you guys tonight. So we're going to try and kind of knock some things, some what seem to be basic things out, but things that we think that is easy to forget when it comes to our worship and our praise, when it comes to music and songs um, in our services and in our sessions together, okay? One thing we want you guys to understand when it comes to worshiping God and, and, and singing when you're at church, not just at church, but I, I do a lot of driving. It seems like now, nowadays I do a lot of driving for my work. Uh, and I am always, always finding myself hitting that playlist on Spotify. You know, and there's, do you guys do that? I don't know. Do, do, you, do you have like a genre of things that you listen to? I think that the reason why I do that is because it helps me to get a little bit more focused. It helps me to set my day in the right direction. It kind of helps me to end my day in the right direction. But whenever it comes to actually worshiping God, it's really important that we as the disciples of Christ understand that it honors him when we do that. It honors God whenever we worship him. It also brings us to a state of humility. It gives us an opportunity to be humbled in the presence of him. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 says this. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with, thank, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Today, we have such a self-focused, you know, mentality a lot of the times. And whenever you're able to stand up here or not necessarily just stand up here at church or stand with your people, the membership of the church, but when you're out in your everyday life and you get to just sing praises to him, it honors the Lord, not because it's your option to, but he commands you to. He commands you to honor him. The way that you sing, the way that you raise your hands, the way that you close your eyes, the way that you encourage one another to do so. Um, it also allows us to be humbled by him whenever we get to that point. 
Um, when I think of honoring God and just, just what worship means to me, I don't know if you guys, when you were little, did you ever like lay down like on like maybe a pallet at night or in the grass or on a trampoline and it's really dark out and you look up at the sky and the stars for whatever reason that night are like shining extra bright? Have you ever experienced that? Um, I grew up going to a church camp called Little Prairie Bible Camp, and it felt like when I was out there, the stars were like brilliant because there was nothing around. It was just dark. And um, I remember being like a little girl and like looking straight up at the sky and looking at these stars and like feeling like I could like, you're, you know, you feel like you want to reach out and like grab them. You know, you're like so naive as a little kid. Like if I could just, it looks like I can get them, you know, and I now get, you know, depth perception and all that. But, you know, when you're young, there's something because you just want to touch it. You want to be drawn to it. And so you're reaching for it. And for me, that, that is also something that reflects in my worship. Um, you know, why do I raise my hands to honor God? Because to me, it's just a chance to get like that much closer to him. You know, so when people ask me, well, why do you raise your hand? No, it's not for a show. No, it's not because I have to, you know, no, it's not those things. But there's something about God that is so brilliant and so magnificent, like the stars in the sky, that I have to get closer somehow. Does that make sense? Um, and so I can't help but find myself lifting my hands to a God that has created something so brilliant and beautiful. And when the songs and the melodies come into it, just like anything else, because I love music, it just motivates me even, even further to draw into that place of worship to him and to honor him. And it's humbling in the same way that when I stand before a blanket full of, you know, stars and this huge galaxy and I'm so small, like, you know, just so little, it's humbling to come to that place and worship too, because here I am standing before this God that is so big and so vast and here's just me, and I can sing okay, and here I am, and I'm flawed, and yet you still want to hear from me. You still want to reach out, and I envision God somehow reaching down from the skies, trying to touch my hands, you know, like, like picking me up like that warm father, you know, that, that is longing to be closer to me too. And there's a significance. So worship is, it's more than just, like we said, the show, this whatever. It's, it's intimate. It's honoring. And it should be humbling to us to have that opportunity. It just so happens that we sound so awesome while doing it. <laughs> the, <laughs> the real point, the real point is exactly what Ashley was saying. It gives you an, ob, an, an opportunity to honor your Father in heaven that gave you grace that gave you love, that gave you community, that brought you here. It's your opportunity to praise him. It's not mine. It's your opportunity to look to him for the answers and hear the words of the songs and let it touch you. Not, not just sing it temporarily, but allows you to, to bring yourselves into the word of the Lord and root yourself in it. That's what worship can have an opportunity to do. Or... It could be something to where you just, you kind of go through the motions. So as we get ready to sing the next songs and we talk a little bit more about worship, I want you guys to really take an opportunity to try to listen to the words. Don't, don't pay attention to the clapping that are necessarily and this, that, and the other, and the energy within the room. That's great. But listen to the words that are from the word of God, the everlasting word of God, and let it change you, let it get into your heart, and let it root you within to something that's going to bring you closer to him. Huh? Want to do that? Let's stand up. We're going to sing a song, and we'll, and we'll talk a little bit more.
Hear the holy roar of God Tell the world of his great love, our God is a God who saves. Our God is a God who saves. Let God arise, let God arise. Our God reigns now and forever. can sit down as well. We're going to have you up and down, up and down, up and down. It'll be like mass. <laughs> Bet you can't guess how RJ grew up. That's <laughs> <laughs> the random, most random thing you've ever said up here. It's my turn. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Um, so first, worship honors God, it humbles me. But one of the next things that we want you guys to bear in mind is that worship makes the enemy flee. Um, what you want to understand about worship is that evil doesn't like to hang around for it. They're not about that business. Uh, <laughs> they're not interested. They don't want nothing to do with it. 
Um, and it shows up time and time again in the Bible. Over and over again, you see this happening. Um, in 2 Chronicles 20, 20 through 22, it says this. There's a story about God's people getting ready to go into war, into battle. And it said, early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. Hoping that's right. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. All good things, but it goes on. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord. So you think like he'd be appointing like, you know, all these other things when you think of battle. Okay, you guys go over here and figure out the schematics of everything. You guys make sure the swords are sharpened. You make sure this and this and this. But that's not what they draw attention to. He draws attention to this. He says, make, he appoints men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. Cool, right? <laughs> like, you don't even have to hear about the long battle. Like, yeah, let's go out and sing some tunes and see what happens, you know, and God comes in and he defeats it. So there's one example, but then you get, you get more. If you, I mean, just walk, I encourage you, walk through the scriptures and look up times where you see praise and worship and look how powerfully God works and defeats evil. Over and over again. In Acts 16, some of you guys have heard this story. You've got Paul and Silas. They've been beaten for their beliefs. They've been, they've been beaten. They've been abused. They've been treated harshly, and they're thrown into jail. And, and I can just picture it. They're sitting around in jail, and they're like, man, this stinks. Like, it's not been a good day for us. You know, but just another day in the life of the Apostle Paul. You know, and so they're just sitting there, and about midnight rolls around. And I can just see Paul looking over at Silas and going, want to sing something? I got nothing else to do. Let's sing something. And it says that they start praising and worshiping God and singing songs. Enough to where people, the people in the jail are looking at them like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know? But you know what happens? The earth starts to shake. And, and, the, and the cells, the doors in the cells, they just kind of fall open. It says they shake open. God uses our praise and worship to drive out the enemy. And he does it over and over again, and you see it in scripture, but you know what? I get to see it in my life over and over again. There have been so many times where I've stepped into a Sunday service, and there's so much going on around me, and there's a deep fear inside of me, like a darkness that sits on me. And I, hope I'm not, I, I hope I'm the only one, but I hope I'm not the only one. Um, have you ever been there where you just, you're scared? There's stuff going on that you can't control, and you can just feel the weight of an attack on your shoulders. And then a song starts to, you know, it starts up, and we start singing. And all of a sudden, this fear and this shaking within that I had, it resolves into like a peace all of a sudden. Like that weight is like lifting. Like I can feel it lift off my shoulders through that worship. I truly, truly believe that that is, that that is evil and that is God at war with each other. And God says, time, time to go. You're, you, don't, you don't belong here. Get out of here. And so what I want to encourage you guys to not do is to underestimate the power of worship in, in the battle that you fight. That, that when you are praising God, you are literally fighting a battle and evil wants nothing to do with it. Think, think about the power that you have 
when you sit down and when you worship. And if you just come into worship nonchalantly thinking, oh, just another song, just another day, we're going to check this off the list and whatever, and you, you have missed the power of praise if you have done that. And so I really want you guys to think about that. One of the songs that stuck out to me, it always sticks out to me more than anything, especially when I feel like war is waging on me, um, was Angel Armies. And just, just I'm going to read the lyrics first, and then, and then we're going to sing through it. Um, but take this in. It says, you crush the enemy underneath my feet. You are my sword and shield, though troubles linger still. Whom shall I fear? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. And then it goes even further. And this is probably my favorite part. And nothing formed against me shall stand. You hold the whole world in your hands. I'm holding on to your promises. You are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. In case you didn't get it the first time. And so for me, that's that song that I go, yeah, there's a battle. And there's an enemy and he's waging on me with all he's got. But you know what? I can get him off my back for at least a while. <laughs> and so what I want to invite you guys to do is I want to stand up and I want you to sing along that song and I want you to think about it. Oh, 
I love listening to that song. I know I wasn't really supposed to talk about it after we sang it. We discussed, but I think I'm gonna. Um, songs become a memory for you, right? At least they do for me. Doesn't, isn't some songs that we sing uh, make you remember a moment in time when you really needed it? And it allowed you to find an opportunity through that struggle, through that sickness, through that hurt, through that abuse, through that you fill in the blank for you. That's what the song did for me. Remember, I was listening to that song whenever my dad was passing away. And uh, I'll always remember that. I'll, I'll always remember that song. Some of the songs that I've listened, that, that we've sang throughout the years, reminds me of certain moments in time. Certain conversations I might have had with a person or that I don't get to have anymore. That song reminds me of the goodness of God, but it also reminds me of the goodness of my father here on earth. He used to sit right back there in that chair where you're at, Jen, you know, and allow God to talk to you through that. Remember the goodness of your father in heaven through the words that he's blessed you with whenever you recall those memories that you don't get to have anymore and they become something special inside of you. Love you too. Worship is an opportunity for you uh, to be connected. We sing better when we're together, don't we? Isn't that, that's why we have a team up here. Not to say that anybody who doesn't sing with a team is not good. I'm just saying, but there's something special about what we have here. Something so special. We've had it for 15 years going on. Right, Care? Um, 
Evan, Ashley, Shante, uh, Rita, um, Juan, who's not here right now. Chuck's filling in the spot. We've had that for 14 years, growing that bond, that connection that nobody will ever be able to take away from us. That's special. What's even more special is when I get to be up here, and it just so happens that, that I've been put in this position, not because I'm a great singer, by no means, but I guess I've done okay. And, and, You're great. And I think that we do an okay job at bringing you guys to the presence of the Lord. That's what this is. You guys make me better. When I get to stand out here and I, and, I, and I get to listen and I get to see some of my friends from afar raising their hands and praising God, that encourages me. That's what worship is supposed to be about. Not just a one-line thing with you and the Lord. Sure, that is there, but this is what's important. When, you, when we sing together, that's what makes it powerful. That's what makes it special. Um, there's a quote that I read, and it said that worship is a vital connection to the body where others surrender challenges your own. Um, there, I, I'm going to have to give an entry to this. I'm going to try and do my best. Um, there was a challenge like that when I watched someone, someone worship. It was one of my closest friends. Um, she, loved, she loved worship. Um, she... She lo- and here's the, th- the funny thing about her. When she got in her car, like just on any given day, she would tell you this. She never just thought to turn on the radio. Like, like I get in the car, the first thing I do is make sure my aux and everything's plugged in. I get my, my playlist. I get my song going for my playlist for wherever I'm heading, grocery store. Don't, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm ready to go. She would get in the car and just kind of forget, like, that she had a radio. I, that's foreign to me. I don't understand. Um, but she would tell you that. So what I get from that is that she didn't really care about music necessarily on its own. Um, not to where she, she loved it like I did. But worship with people, music that included her friends around her, that was her lifeline. It really was. Um, and Mallory was really good at reminding us every zone meeting that we had that we needed to, have a, we needed to sing a song. Every, we can't sing a song tonight, Mal. We re- literally we can't, but we can, so we will. Like I mean, all the time. I'm like, for someone who doesn't care, turn the radio on. You always want to sing together, you know. So she was incredibly drawn to that, and she, and like I said, she was fueled by it. Um, I'm talking past tense for some of you guys that don't know, because Mallory um, had come down with a disease called lupus. Um, a lot of times people live through that and, you know, it's rough, but they make it and they live a pretty long, you know, good life. Um, but Mal got, I think it was like a 3% chance, um, of a certain type of lupus, um, called cerebral lupus where it went to her brain. Um, and it started to attack her brain and it just shut her down just little by little. Um, Mallory eventually ended up in the hospital. Um, and I remember it was, I don't know, maybe March. Yeah, it was kind of winter. It's still kind of cold out. Um, and she wasn't able to come to our zone meeting. She was a youth leader with us. And it, that killed her more than anything. Um, so we decided to take our zone meeting to Barnes down in the city and do it there. And, of course, like any other zone meeting, what do you think she wanted to do? We're singing a song on the hospital floor with all of us. Um, and so we did. Of course we did. Um, but at this point, Mal wasn't like her normal. Oh, T, where's TC? 
If I'm going down, you're going down with me. <laughs> TC, show me how you worship. Stand up. Give me like a, give me a, your, your best clap. Yes. That's it. That's it. And if you, and TC is Mal's big brother, and that's how Mallory looked when she worshiped. They like bounced. I don't know how to explain it. There was a hop, you know, and, and, and she couldn't sing. God love her, but she couldn't sing. And she sang with everything she had, and she bounced the whole time. That's how I remember her worshiping. But this night in the hospital, and as things progressed, it wasn't like, it wasn't like that anymore. There wasn't a bounce, you know, a goofy looking whatever. She couldn't really move, and every word was delayed. Um, I'm actually, I, do we have that video ready? Can we, can we play the video? I know who stands behind the God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever, he is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. My strength is in your name, for you alone can save. You will deliver me, yours is the victory. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever. He a friend of mine, the God of angel armies, is always by my side, and nothing formed against me shall stand. You hold the whole world in your hands. I'm holding on to your promise. You are faithful, you are faithful, and nothing formed against me shall stand. Pat, go ahead and pause it if you would. So that happened. And... I, if we could fast forward, sorry, I had a, a starting point, but if you can go close to the end, maybe 30, 40 seconds left. She starts getting goofy. See the smile? Okay, yeah, maybe with about 30 seconds left on it. Just go ahead and play that. You can leave the lights on. I just want you to see. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So she gave us 10 points. She liked to give out points. Um, that was a 10-point moment for her. Um, so that was bad. 
but it was great. Um, and then, you know, we, she actually ended up what we thought was doing better. And so come Easter, uh, she decides to surprise us and roll in on her wheelchair that Sunday. And um, I'll never forget, I'm, I'm up here, you know, singing. And I look back, and Mal, who's wheelchair bound and can barely talk, if you couldn't tell, you know, it affected her speech greatly. Um, I, I see her, and we're all, it was the stand, actually. We're singing the stand. So everybody stands up, you know, just naturally. Like, they just want to get up, but Mal couldn't get up. But I look back, and she's got both hands braced on the wheelchair, and she's shaking because it takes every ounce of muscle in her body, and it's painful. It hurts her to move like that. And she's shaking, and TC's next to her, and Tim's on the other side, and I see him kind of lift her arms up because she was adamant that she had to stand with her brothers and sisters in worship. She had to. Because her life was better whenever we surrounded her singing. Whenever we surrounded her and we were singing praises to the God who she knew delivered her and gave her a family beyond what she ever dreamed of having because Mal didn't have that before. But God gave her all those things and all she could do was take her weak body and get it out of that chair and sing. And it, and it convicted me. And it, and it challenged me greatly um, to never take for granted what I can do, but also the way that I worship God and the way that I reflect God to, to the people around me. You know, sometimes, and this is just, maybe this is harsh, but you guys, sometimes when I'm up here and looking out at worship, some of you are able-bodied and you're strong and God's done a lot for you and you can't see a, a hint of that in your worship. You can't. I don't see that gratitude. I don't see that, and I don't feel that love and that encouragement. And I'm not challenged to be like you. I'm discouraged. And if that challenges you, okay, do something with it. I hope it does. Um, what? I look in that video, guys, and I see, um, you know, Mallory, who fought with everything she had to be able to sing praises to her Father in heaven. Would love to have a moment like what you guys get to have every Sunday, would love to have that. And sometimes you sit back and you have the gall to stand there and not praise your Lord. You need to be cautious. You better be cautious who you're fighting against. Don't stand back there and be guarded. Be softened. Be broken. Allow those words to root you in his word. Um, there's an Andrew Peterson song, and, and the lyrics go like this. It says, they flew us down to Oklahoma City. Yeah, but I could hardly stand there on the stage. I was so sick I couldn't speak, and the fever wouldn't break. But when I stepped up to the microphone, I heard it. It was the voices of the brothers at my side. They were singing out my song when the song in me had died. Oh, shine your light on me. When I lost Mal... Every song inside of me felt like it died. And I had the honor and the privilege to come to a church every Sunday where when I stood on the stage, and many of you can attest, fumbled 
and couldn't get the words out through the microphone and felt like I was failing everybody because I just, the alto part wasn't there. And I looked out and, man, you guys just picked up the song for me. There's something about worship together. It's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful and it's a necessary thing. It brings joy and comfort in a way that I, I don't find a lot of other places. You should experience that, but you should also be the one to give that. So ask yourself, which side of praise and worship are you on? Are you an encourager to those around you? When people look at you, do they go, yeah, like that? Or do others look to you you know, and go, uh, are, do they want to be here? Are they mad at me? Are they whatever? Do others look to you to pick up the melody when the song in them had died? What kind of worshiper are you? You guys really need to, you need to think about that because it's so important that we inhabit the type of worship that encourages the people around us. If you think that worship was only about you, you've missed it entirely because it's not, not at all. Worship breaks those barriers also. Um, it, it allows you, it allows you an opportunity through the difficult times. I, you know, I did not grow up in a church. I mean, I grew up going to church, you know, every once in a while, you know, on those special holidays, Christmas and Easter, right? That, that was me growing up. Uh, you guys have seen me, you, some of you guys have, you guys, some of you guys see me all the time. Unfortunately, some of you guys only, you see me occasionally, you know. Um, if you were in Florida this past winter, raise your hand, and I was there helping to lead worship with another awesome team, okay. So, um, if you, if you were there this past winter, you saw, you saw us singing some of those songs, and one of those songs I just couldn't even finish, you know. I was just crying, I couldn't even finish the song, and that's what I'm talking about, about, about breaking barriers. I'm talking about letting your guard down and getting yourself in, the, just letting all the feelings exposed and, and letting them be there and letting people see you for who you are, not the facade that you walk around with on a daily basis. I do that too much. Do that too often. Being able to hear the words uh, of the Lord and sing his praises can break you down in a way that he can mold you into the great man or woman that he, you really designed to be. One of those songs, you know, we, we sang was, you know, Warn. Um, I remember years ago, uh, so Max isn't here anymore, but Max, uh, he sings lead for the worship team over in Collinsville. And... I had some knee issues, so I always had some surgeries. I was uh, not at some of the practices at that point in time, and we were practicing Warren. We were actually at the Wentzville, ch- the no, um, Wentzville Holt is where we were. We were at for service and stuff, and that's where we introduced that song. And um, whenever that, whenever we introduced that song, I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, sing that song for the first time, and you know, I gave this example or this, uh, you know, I don't even know what came over me, honestly. Um, truly is the Holy Spirit, you know, that sometimes it just comes on you and you want to be able to um, share some of God's goodness, you know. And at that moment, I felt like I needed to. And that song, Warn, it literally spoke to exactly how I felt in my life at that time. You just feel tired, you feel broken, you feel like there's no opportunity or way around it. Shoulders is the same way. 
Um, that's the one that, you know, whenever we were at, in Florida this past, you know, winter, you know, just couldn't make it through because uh, just remembering a lot of those times where you feel like uh, you just can't be mended back together. You're just so broken down. Robert has a, that awesome analogy he always talks about. I mean, church, our church and our churches are filled with people. It seems like they've been broken, like, like glass shattered into dust. You couldn't, not, not little pieces, but dust. And you feel like at that moment, there's nothing that could fix you. And then you hear some of those songs and you get to sing and you get to worship and you get a little glimpse of what God can do with that dust. Well, I think there's moments like that in worship where it's just you're broken hearted because of things you can't control. You know, just things around you that is heavy, you know, like RJ's talking about. But I think worship also breaks barriers in the fact that it softens hardened hearts of those, especially those of us who chose to let our heart get hard. Not maybe necessarily everything around me, but that decided. And that was me. Um, I remember being in high school, and man, I was just adamant to make everyone miserable around me for a little while. Um, my parents can attest to it. I felt angry for a million different reasons, but I chose at that point to numb and to harden my heart. And I remember going, again, I don't know why it keeps coming back around to camp, but I remember going to camp and um, sitting around a bonfire, and I was just pretty convinced that I wasn't going to break. You know, like, like I don't care anymore type thing. I'm, you know, is, is there a God? Does he love me? You know, what? just <laughs> whatever. And I remember sitting there and just, I'll never forget, we, they started singing, there's a stirring. And, yeah, right? Mm. <laughs> yep, I should have known. I was done. Um, but, I, but I was sitting there so bound and determined in my own, you know, sin to just stay there. And then they start singing this song, and I'm looking around, and then I look up at those dang stars, and, and they're talking about coming to the end of your life. And I remember just the right words and the right melody at the right time, and I was, I was done. And before I knew it, that hard heart that was just, you know, <laughs> done for, by the end of the song, I was standing closer to the fire with a mob of other people with our hands raised towards the sky and I was sobbing and crying, just letting it go. You know, just just ready to let God back in. And worship, I truly believe there was so much that went into that. Obviously, not just the music, but that was a great part of worship. And, and music was a great part of breaking my heart and those, those barriers. And so just reminding yourself when you go into that, that God wants to break those barriers through music, through songs, through you allowing him to do that. He wants to soften your heart. He wants to use music to speak for you when you don't have the words anymore. And so just let him. Let him come before you and do those things. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to teach you guys a new song. Um, and <laughs> and that song uh, is, is really speaks volumes to kind of what Ashley and I are trying to address and trying to talk with you guys about tonight and encourage you guys to listen to the words. Uh, it's called Reckless Love. And um, as we teach this to you guys, just put, yourself in the, just put yourself in the presence of God and listen. Sing, praise, raise your hand, cry, whatever you want to do, and experience the love of God the way that it's supposed to be experienced with the community, with the church, uh, with family and friends. Uh, and I promise you that um, you will not be disappointed. Let's stand up and we'll sing. I would like to preface this. We did only practice this today for like 
30 minutes, the first time we've ever sang it. So when we say we would like to teach you, we really would like to teach you because we may not have taught ourselves. Check, so, check. Bear, and you might be disappointed. Bear with us. Don't listen to RJ. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You have been so, so Self-aware. 
sir. It's beautiful. So you guys want to pick a song to close out on? Anybody got anything you want to say?